One, two, three, four. Palapalooza. Palapalooza. We're talking to you. I'm Palapalooza. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for listening to Palapalooza. I am your host, Troy Cook. This is episode 123. Thanks so much for listening. If this is your first time listening, check out all past episodes on all podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, YouTube, and at palapalooza.com. This week's guest has managed a local music venue. He's owned a recording studio. He's the singer of a punk rock band, alternative rock band, punk rock alternative rock whatever he likes to post fitness videos on social media he loves to go live and chat with all of his followers he is sulo king ladies and gentlemen always a pleasure chatting with sulo a big fan and friend of the podcast thanks for your time sulo here we go and here we go King in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. I've had a little bit of caffeine this morning, bro. <laughs> I love it. I'm just making a uh, healthy meal replacement shake right now. You're all healthy and shit. We'll get to that. Uh, is Su- is Sulo King your real name? Yes, it is. That's a great fucking name, dude. Thank you. I've never explained to you the origins of my name before, so I'll I inherited my name from my grandfather on my mom's side. It's an honorary name. My grandfather passed away when my mother was very young. So in Finnish, um, for those of you that don't know, I'm 50% Finnish. It means grace or charm when translated into English. It's a good name, brother. COVID-19, dude. One word to describe 2020. First word that comes to mind, chaos. Chaos. That's a good one, huh? Uncertainty. Sad. Hey, how about psh, PSH? Confusion. <laughs> unreal. Oh, unreal. There's so many words I did that could describe this year. I mean, in my, in my opinion, this year, like the best analogy I can come up with is it's like a roller coaster. Yeah, and it really is. Just so up and down. Or I also use this. It's like living in a season of the twilight zone. A little bit. I think we're on our way. I think we're making progress. I just heard that uh, San Diego County reported its lowest infection rate in two months today. What are we at today? September 25th. 1%. So we'll see. I think live events, it's going to take a while next year, you know, spring or summer of next year. But um. Man, you bounced out of Iacon Sound just in time, bro. <laughs> yeah, I know. I owned Iacon Sound for exactly seven years. So we took over the lease and you know, uh, made the final transaction to buy the business. Because uh, for those of you that don't know, it used to be another studio previously called Black Box. Uh, so we basically just, it was almost like a pretty much a turnkey setup when we took over and we took over on October 1st, 2012 and we closed doors exactly seven years later on October 1st, 2019. October 1st. Yeah. And I think you could have survived. I think recording studios are surviving, but definitely 
getting hit this year, right? I mean, there's no question about it. I don't know specifics. I think venues are getting hit the hardest, but I would have to say like rehearsal studios and recording studios are, are definitely uh, seeing a decline, right? I have to agree 100% with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, anyone that says they're not hurting financially, it's full of it. <laughs> I can't imagine what, the pressure that we'd be under if I still have my studio. I'll tell you what the true sustainability is in this type of business. What I learned in the seven years I had my studio is monthly rehearsal space. And that's why I wanted to open up a whole nother facility. But then obviously COVID came around. I wanted to build something from scratch. So that whole project is going to cost at least 150 just to build and do it right to get operational and open up. But um, the sad part is every once in a while I, I drive by you know, the old Icon Sound building just to see how things are progressing over there or just to kind of reflect on all the good times that I had. It's sad to see it just sitting there collecting dust, you know? It's starting to look like a old vacant building that's just been abandoned. You know, they haven't done any property improvements uh, on the other side either where the restaurant used to be. Wow. Um, I mean, they were, like, nudging us to get out three months early, from when our lease was supposed to expire. And part of the reason I did it is I just wanted to get out and not spend New Year's Eve worrying about getting the last of my stuff out of my studio and stress out through the holidays. Right. You know, so it was, a, it was an easy way to, it, and, and it was also kind of cool to be able to say that, you know, I opened doors October 1st, closed doors October 1st. Yeah. Exactly. Seven years later. And ironically, the previous, studio owner had black box for seven years exactly oh wow it's kind of ironic in that sense totally he actually sent me a real heartfelt message um when i told him that we were closing and he thanked me for making his studio better so uh, it was really nice to him you know uh i I just wanted to continue his legacy and, and build my own at the same time and give people a, a proper place to create whatever it was musically. I feel like there's a lot of musical segregation in San Diego uh, with the venues and especially with the recording studios. People like to typically deal with a style of music that they listen to, that they favor. And my attitude coming from a promoting background and what all my mentors have taught me over the years is not to have that kind of attitude, to be open to all styles of music, whether they're be- a beginner to advanced. It doesn't matter what they're doing, who they are. You know, you need to give everyone a fair chance. And um, sometimes it can be a little frustrating, but you know what? When you see the end result and somebody's smiling and happy, it's all that matters to me at the end of the day. You know, it's not about like, that paycheck, you know, um, it's about that satisfaction. And that's how I felt when I was a concert promoter too. I just like entertaining people. And the one thing I'm going to miss the most about having Icon was that opportunity to have that ultimate clubhouse for everybody, you know? And when we first opened, it was really cool because we got some really good press about that. Finally, a studio that's, you know, opened it. Anybody, you know what I right. mean? And most studios are. I mean, they're going to project themselves 
with that image that they are. But you'll notice too, a, a lot of them like will dismiss sessions or not want to take them partially because that's not the style of music that they focus on. The beauty part with Frank was that he's very versatile. He could pretty much tackle anybody. And I had other engineers that would specialize in different genres of music. There you go. You know, like uh, That's pretty key. Yeah. I don't see that personally. I know a lot of engineers that, that are open to most genres, uh, you know, guys like uh, Adam Cisco and the guy we recorded with. And I'm not saying, yeah, don't misquote me. I'm not saying that all studios had that attitude, but that it was very noticeable. That was a, a that's always been like a traditional trend. Right. You know what I mean? And that's why there's different engineers that specialize in, you know, certain styles of music specifically, you know, or why you'd want to go to a certain studio because it's the right fit for you. To go back to our original point, it's, uh, I was kind of jokingly saying that it was good timing. It would have been a rough year for you, I think, 2020 for Icon uh, Sound, but uh, you would have survived. There's a lot of rehearsal studios surviving, like Hindsight and Phaser Control, uh, but it would have been rough. It's true, but there's also studios that have gone out of business. Have they? Which ones? Uh, Spotless went out, out of business, and this is all pre-COVID, too. Oh, okay. The reality yeah. of this story is everyone's trying to home record themselves, and I say that loosely. <laughs> right. But because of the technological advancements throughout, the, especially the last, I'd say, four years, it's really put a dent on people wanting to come in and, and spend money professionally recording themselves or their bands in, you know, actual recording studios. Right. You know, a lot of people are trying to do it on their own and it's fascinating for them and it's becoming more user friendly. We started feeling that back in 2018, actually 2017, we started really feeling it and it didn't really start affecting us until mid, probably mid 2018. And I was like, there's something going on here. You know, um, even my own clientele for my monthly rehearsal spaces would tell me that they would rather do it on their own or do it, you know, somewhere else. You know, and I asked why, and they're like, well, it's just budgeting at this point. Right. You know, I don't want to spend a whole lot of money on recording. Uh, I was on 91X listening to all the quality differences once when I was promoting the Authentic Sellout show. And it's funny because Tim Piles caught me and he's like, what are you doing? I was like, just listening to different songs. And he's like, you know, this one was recorded on a cell phone entirely. What? <laughs> really? Who was that? I can't remember the name of the band, but I was pretty damn impressed. It was hard for me to tell the difference. That's pretty impressive. That's my whole point of how technologically advanced we're getting. We're getting to that point where the days of having only one option to do it right by going to a recording studio is starting to get phased out, and it's sad. Right. DIY is coming up pretty big, man. One guy that comes to mind is uh, Mario Rivera. All of Nights Like Thieves' uh, recordings are done by Mario, and it sounds pretty legit, dude. Does he do them out of his house? Yeah, he's got like a new... Well, he tracked drums with uh, Clarity, with Sean Tully, but now he's working on... He's got like a hybrid drum set. I don't know if you're familiar with those. Uh, yeah, I and am. Yeah, yeah, and he's working on tracking drums on his own. It can be done. 
I think personally speaking for myself, I'd rather just pay a professional to do it. <laughs> but if you have the skills, more power to you. Yeah, it's a lot harder to record yourself than working with an actual engineer. I, I saw how Frank, my former business partner, it would take so much longer for him to do it himself. But when you're an engineer, I mean, and it's your music, you want it done a certain way. Let's talk a little bit about Authentic Sellout, dude. You're the lead singer for Authentic Sellout. You guys have a new drummer. You're promoting some masks, which are all the craze, right, in 2020? <laughs> What's up with AS, dude? Things started slowing down for us uh, last uh, about a year ago. Uh, we had a, a awesome drummer, Brian Gaeta, in the band for a couple years, and his last show with us was opening up for TSOL at, uh, what venue was it? Was that Casbah or uh, Soda Bar? Soda Bar. At yeah, Soda Bar. I saw that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that was his farewell show, and then we had other gigs lined up, so we, we quickly scrambled and found another drummer, uh, this guy Stephen Moran, who's you know, one of the many like great drummers to come out of San Diego. Um, and he was in the band from about say October to maybe the end of February. And then when the pandemic came in the full swing, he quit. Um, He's also an entrepreneur, so he was working on opening up a new business and getting that started, so he didn't really have time to do the band anymore. And plus, he was living uh, up in Mission Viejo at the time, so traveling back and forth was a little difficult for him. Right. So we didn't do much this year uh, between... Our last show was like at the, near the end of February... Um, and we picked up our new drummer, Gavin, I want to say near the end of July. So we had that huge, huge gap where we're, you know, all scrambling at the same time to try to situate our, our lives and our finances. And, you know, along with everybody else during this whole pandemic, you know, every, every day it's like something new. It's like a whole COVID-19 mystery is just mind boggling and a shit show. I would say turned everything <laughs> upside down, yeah. you know, and that's why when businesses were trying to announce that they'd be open again in like a month, uh, when everything got closed originally, uh, for the first time in mid March, I kept telling my, my entrepreneur buddies, I was like, look, don't get ahead of yourselves. You know, this is a medical mystery and a, we don't know what's going to happen just yet. You know, Anything could change day by day at this point. And that's how I look at things. I mean, I'm staying op optimistic. I can't wait until, you know, everything's back to normal again and, and this eventually subsidizes. But it's just like at, at this point, you know, you just have to be safe and precautious. Yeah. Know? I hear that a lot, being optimistic and uh, <laughs> not to be pessimistic, but it's almost at the point where... You know, it's been seven months. The 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 thought of being optimistic, to me anyways, is almost out the window. It's 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 maybe not worst case scenario, but this has gone on for so long, dude. You know what I mean? Um, and it's good that you're staying optimistic. I think everyone is trying to. I mean, what else? What other option do we have? Yeah. 
But it almost seems like worst case scenario for the music industry. You're playing music too loud, right to jail, right away. Well, we're the ones that are suffering the most, in my opinion. Oh, 100%. I mean, restaurants, bars. Yeah. My heart goes out to all the music venues here in San Diego that have not had the opportunity to reopen. Even, you know, bars had the opportunity to reopen to full capacity, or not full capacity, but, you know, be able to not have to serve food as that, you know, right. restriction. I know. Uh, for a couple of weeks, but then they got shut down again. The problem is all the irresponsibility out there. There's a lot of people that are not taking this pandemic seriously. And there's, uh, it's, it's just insane. Like uh, some of my friends, I'm not going to mention any names or anything. Call them out. out. Call them out. Call them out. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's best to be cautious, bro. I mean, why not? You know, be respectful. Put a fucking mask on. It's not that, that big of a deal. Well, my, my whole point is like, you know, like the debates and the divide that this pandemic has created is insane. Yeah. There's so many people out there that are anti-maskers and you know, I mean, we're in the digital age where anyone could just go Google something real quick or spend a couple hours and think they're an expert in that field all of a sudden. I know <laughs> there's a lot of Facebook certified doctors out there. <laughs> exactly. I'm following the guidelines through my family. My mother owns an integrative health facility in La Jolla and she's done a ton of research into COVID-19. She also provides antibody tests and full COVID tests there. Yeah, we, we've talked about it quite a bit. And, and you're right, dude. I think for the most part, healthy people are trying to protect elderly and pre-existing conditions, you know, for the most part. My wife has pre-existing. So exactly. if I got COVID, you know, statistically, I think I'd be fine, bro. Yeah. Again, I said yesterday, there's a 1% uh, infection rate in San Diego. That is nothing to lose our minds over. But... No. You know, I get I get the other side and being cautious, and uh, we've exhausted this topic, dude. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! It's just crazy how how it can kind of become normal, huh? Like, not that this is normal, but it kind of is. Like, this is just how life is now, and it's just it's absolutely insane. It's it shouldn't be looked at as normal, right? No, no. And a lot of people are trying to ignore that fact out of fear and uh, insecurity or hesitation or whatever you want to you know, perceive that as. A lot of people are impatient and selfish at the same time, and that saddens me. <laughs> it just shows the type of world that we're living in. We couldn't even make it three months without people bitching and moaning and being, showing that level of impatience. Right. You know, uh, the hard part for... You know, majority of everybody that was unemployed and affected, like myself, who's, and you, you also have your DJ business. So, you know, you're self employed as well. Like, it, it's just tough. Right. I had two businesses going and I just lost one. So I don't really have a savings to rely on, like some people do. Right. Uh, and I had to wait six to seven weeks for my unemployment to process. I mean, I didn't cave in and finally uh, get my unemployment until like, I don't know, mid-April. And then it took six, six to seven weeks for it to process from there. So that was a very stressful time for me. Um, and throughout that, you know, my girlfriend was able to still work and help provide. But, you know, it was, it was mentally exhausting for me um, because I'd have to 
constantly stay active and, and as productive as I can while waiting for this to go through. Yeah, sorry to hear that. Sorry to hear you've gotten hit so hard, man. Um, I feel I feel for our industry. Our, our musicians are so creative and, for the most part, good people, and they just want to spread a good message and get up get up on stage and and entertain and provide sort of a spiritual product. And they're they're being shut down and paused, and it's it's sad, dude. It sucks. There's no doubt about it. Oh, it's totally sad. And then all the division, the election, the election year, the the politics, you know, it's like, can't we just get along? Like, can't we just unite like the United States should be? You know what I mean? It's there's I agree. Both sides are going to have to figure it out and and, uh, understand that we have our differences. But we have, you know, me and you could have political. uh, Darren and I were talking about this uh, the other day. And I'm going to have him on the podcast here pretty soon. I love you, Darren. But uh, <laughs> we could have political differences, dude. And it's, that's, politics is not everything in life. You know, it's, it's, you, you, some people vote for Trump. Some people vote for Biden. Okay, good. Move on. We have similarities, you know, on both sides. We all love music, mm-hmm. you know use that to to unite uh, i don't know if i'm articulating this well but <laughs> no 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 you're that's exactly what i stand for man right now we need to unite as a whole not just us in this country but like throughout the whole world more than ever right now come together like the beatles said bro come yeah. together well, that's the beautiful part about music you know like we are the world that song for example we need to sing that bro I'm telling you, everyone in America needs to hold hands and just sing that song together. POD had a good one like that. What was that song that they had? Um, oh, Youth of the Nation. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. POD. Yeah, that's still one of my favorite albums, dude. Satellite dropped on 9-11-2001. I had Sonny on. You probably heard that, Sonny and Marcos. Dropped on 9-11, dude. The morning the morning the Twin Towers got hit, that album released. Coincidentally, obviously. And, uh, it, dude, just such a good album from start to finish. But, yeah, shout out to Local Boys P.O.D. Music can unite. Music can heal. And it's like, on top of everything going on, since March, we have no music. I mean, we do, but we have no concerts, you know? Music has so many healing qualities throughout uh, the sound frequency. It really does. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you have an album, a go-to album, but there's certain albums that I can listen to, like Rise Against comes to mind, where if I'm in a funk, dude, I put that on, I go for a jog, and I'm in a different state of mind. That's what I'm saying, dude. Or for example... When I go for a jog, I like to put on your podcast. Yeah. It puts you to sleep? No, just kidding. And now I can wear the uh, Alapalooza. <laughs> You're rocking it. Tank top. I wear that all the time. Yeah. Whether I'm, I'm training in the gym or whether I'm running the streets, man. So why don't you just briefly talk about your transition into the, the fitness industry, dude? Is that something you plan to turn into a career or is it a hobby? It started out as a hobby. So 
You like boxing, huh? I was boxing there for a little bit. It's a great way to stay in shape. I know, and I've been trying to get you to come down to the boxing club, too. Check that place out. You got to start sparring, dude. Talk to your trainer. I mean, it's, it's a whole different beast hitting a person compared to, like, hitting a bag. No, it's definitely. We sparred uh, a few times, but right now we're working on body mechanics and just straightening out some kinks that I've had. Awesome, man. Because I'm... Not gonna lie, dude. I'm a little uncoordinated. <laughs> a- <laughs> I can tell from your videos, bro. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I can at least admit to the fact that you know, like you know, I'm not insecure about that fact that I need work in certain areas. Totally. You know, like you put a baseball bat in my hand, and I can hit every pitch that comes at me in a, a batting cage. But when it comes to boxing, it's just like a whole nother beast right there. All right. I'm giving you shit. Your 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 videos are inspiring, dude. And you always have a positive message. And I always fucking love your live videos, bro. Me and Darren are like all about them. We're like, Sulo's going live. Let's listen in. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I, I ramble a lot, dude. And, you, you do. Know, I have ADHD, so I go off on side <laughs> tangents and I get stuck on them. So you have to when you're interviewing me. Like now, you know, you have to like keep me focused on the subject that we're talking about. We got to reel you in a little bit, yeah. So when I opened up my studio in 2012, uh, I felt lethargic and lazy, and I know I needed to change everything because I'm not just, you know, working to make another company money and then get a paycheck. I'm working. My paycheck is how much effort and work I put in myself. So Christian, right before I closed my studio, had approached me, and said, hey, I, I'm getting into online training, and it's a whole new method of training. I was wondering if you would be available, or sorry, if you would be interested in trying it out. And I was like, well, what do you mean by online training? He's like, well, I'll customize the workouts depending on what you want, what your fitness goals are. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, I'm using a, a program right now called Trainer FU that's designed for trainers to use. Uh, so their clientele will know what to do on their own time when they're working out. And I thought that was genius. I was like, well, okay, that's pretty different than anything I've really seen. Right. Um, and then he's like, well, it gets better. I wanted to design my own app and I want you to help me market and sell it. Maybe even be my business partner for it. So, uh, I was like, okay, let me try out your program and see how it works. I felt the, the difference in a month. After he gave me a general assessment and designed some basic workouts to get me going, I could feel my stamina levels improving. And you know how? From singing. And we didn't do anything for four or five months last year, which is kind of weird because we didn't do anything for four or five months this year. (laughs) Right. I know. It's crazy. At least playing shows. I mean, we were rehearsing and whatnot, but. I was so out of shape that first rehearsal warming up for, for Brian send off that TSOL gig that I was talking about earlier, uh, that I got winded after three songs and I was pretty out of shape at that point. I wasn't consistently working out like I, I should have. Right. And Christine, Christian designed a whole new regiment for me and I, I made the commitment and, and I to just see myself improving each week because we only practice once a week and then by the time that that gig came around i was fluid i was all over the place i felt great and my stamina and, and endurance levels were just like higher than they've ever been yeah so it, 
that style of training and what he's doing is very effective. And it's, it's a blend of, of, you know, ton of different exercises. Cause I mean, you could do CrossFit, you could do Orange Theory Fitness, which Christian is a head, actually a, a head coach for. Oh, okay. Um, or you could follow whatever fitness trends are out there or think you know what you're doing. But I am more like hands-on. I want the tutelage of an expert to teach me and show me. That way I can apply that knowledge to myself. You know, and that goes with anything. That's why like when I was running clubs and, and working as a concert promoter, I always listened to my elders. I, I idolized people like Tim Mays and his business partner, uh, Harlan Schiffman. Harlan Schiffman was at my actual promoting mentor. He took me under his wing and just gave me so much guidance, you know, and helped correct like a lot of the mistakes I was making. Right. And a lot of that was due to being young and, you know, being one of the youngest people in my field at that time. Yeah, that's, that's a good point, dude. I mean, listening to your elders, I, uh, me and Tip, me and my wife talk about that a lot. Like, how many times our parents told us not to do certain things. And as a kid, you don't really listen. And then you get older and we have a child now and we're telling her the same things, you know, it's, it really is important to listen to, uh, listen to your elders, kids. Get off my lawn. The more you start thinking about that stuff and and I don't have kids, but you know, my girlfriend's uh, daughter lives with us and I see the way she parents her child and it just yeah. it's like a reality check yeah. but the one thing i'm worried about with with the kids in this day and age is in my opinion at least i'm not a parent so you know correct me if i'm wrong but it's all in the parenting because of the technology and the accessibility that these kids have now and the fact that we you and i even troy we're all glued to our, our devices you know, our laptops, our smartphones, especially social media. Like, I mean, that's, that's how we have to do business and stay relevant for what we do and, and market ourselves. Well, I mean, these kids have like 4 million apps to go through now, like TikTok and Facebook and Twitter and Snapchat. I mean, right. you know, and, and some amount of games and, you know, they, they can just search whatever they want or watch whatever YouTube video they want. I mean, I never thought that YouTube would become like a whole spawn of like influencers. <laughs> right, right. Even the term influencer is is fairly new, yeah. It's a different era. It's a different era. I'm fortunate that I grew up in the 90s, man, you know, 80s, 90s, uh, personally. But uh, yeah, I think it's good to moderate all that. I think mod- moderation is key and uh, with social media and stuff. Have you seen The Social Dilemma on Netflix? I watched it and it, it was like a horror movie. <laughs> it, it was crazy. Yeah, here it is. Yeah. It's what I've always, how I've always felt. Uh, I've always, and I always wondered at the same time if these tech savants and creators of, you know, Snapchat, Facebook, whatever social media um, are affected by their own creations. And they talk a lot about that, about how they, found themselves getting trapped and immersed in their phones and couldn't put down their phone. Yeah. And, you know, throughout this pandemic, you know, like the one thing I've learned to do is to go back to my roots of being a kid 
and going outdoors. And that's what got me into hiking and putting down my phone. The only time I pick up my phone is to capture my adventures. Yeah. <laughs> Sulo, you'll go on a hike, but then you'll go live while you're on the hike. No. <laughs> no, I don't go live when I go on the hike. I film the footage and then I post a video on YouTube or Facebook. But I, I, I'm trying to inspire people. Right. I'm trying to keep people's motivations and, and levels of confidence up. Right. Uh, so in a sense, I'm trying to be an influencer, you know, because I, I've never given up hope throughout all of this. And I've always been patient throughout all of this. I've never got frustrated. I mean, well, with the finances and waiting for unemployment to kick in. Yeah. And I'm only human, but uh, at the same time, like what keeps me going every day, you know, uh, and also dealing with the loss of like, not having a studio and waking up every morning, morning charge and proud of that is like, I have to focus on a, a different level of motivation, you know? Sure. And I'm an entertainer. I feel like I was born to entertain people, you know? And, and I love bringing joy in other people's lives. And that's why I'm excited making that transition into fitness. Right. Um, and one thing that I've really fallen in love with uh, more than ever is hiking. And I even started surfing again. You know, I quit smoking cigarettes finally, especially when all these fires were yeah. creating an air, air pandemic. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. I got a, one of those air purifiers. You know, I mean, the air quality levels were, were crazy out here. My mom was like, you know what? If you're going to go for a, a hike or go outside, wear your face mask because it's actually going to be super effective right now yeah and she's like good thing that you quit smoking cigarettes because you might as well put a gun to your head <laughs> with the way the air quality is right now yeah it was pretty gnarly yeah i was actually wearing a mask just outside there for a while i was like dang it's a good time to have a mask yeah. you know because the air was so bad not as bad my parents are up in washington and the AQI index, air quality index, was like over 500, yeah. you know, and that, that scale is zero to 500. And I think San Diego has always been between one and 200, something like that. I could be wrong. 50 is a normal, healthy. Yeah. Like level of air quality. Like my mother broke it down for me. Cool. She was showing me the difference. She's like, we're at 160 right now. Look what it says. It says unhealthy. And she's like, Oregon is to the point of where it's probably like around the 500 range, which is insane. And you might as well wear a gas mask going outside. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, it's scary shit, man. I mean, we're living in crazy times. We don't know what to expect anymore. We went from <laughs> pandemic to civil unrest. I know. The BLM movement. Yeah. I mean, and I feel like the pandemic sparked the, lit the fuse for that. And the political divide, I'm seeing so many people that I know, even know like very well personally, switching sides from the, the left to right, and they're using like the fact that, um, you know, they I'm vegan or I'm gay, and we're all switching sides because it's the right side to be on. Well, I don't believe in that ideal because that just creates more divide right there. I don't choose sides in the matter. I like to be diplomatic, man. That's the way I've always been. And that's the message I'm trying to spread through Authentic Sellout and what I'm doing. Uh, we started off as a slapstick punk band, like most punk bands, <laughs> your stereotypical punk band at least. 
Right. And then as we got older and saw how the world started changing, that's when we started writing more, you know, intelligible and, and, and more conscious, friendly music to try to wake people up to the fact that these are serious issues that are going to destroy us. Right. You know, and, and truly affect humanity. I think it's really important right now, more than ever, to find common interests. You know, mm-hmm. we're so quick to generalize and okay, the whole right, everyone on the right, every Republican is racist. Every Democrat is a socialist. Right. Every cop is a murderer. You know, every, you know what I mean? Like ge- generalizations can really get you in trouble. There's, there's bad people out there, but the majority are very good. And, you know, I urge people to look for, look for the good in people and, Look for your common interests because we, we all have them. No matter what side of this bullshit political spectrum you're on in this country, you're going to share uh, common interests with people. It's just, we're, we're human. We're all the human, dude. We're all uncivilized humans. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's, we're, we're no better than animals in that sense. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I think humans are a little more advanced than animals, but we are, I, I but I mean, saying. in with our instincts, you know, yeah. like trying to get ahead as far as like life being one big rat race, money fuels greed and, and power. And you know, most people, what do they want? They want power. I think it's a good idea to disconnect for a week, you know, from, from media, from uh, news, from Facebook, just unplug, you know, try it. I, I, I challenge anyone listening to this to try it. For seven days. I actually did that. Good. How'd you feel? I, I used technology as a, <laughs> a way to market the band by doing that. Yeah, it can be addicting. I find myself when I'm off social media, like going to my phone and like looking for the Facebook app and like, oh yeah, shit, it's not on there. <laughs> it's addicting. Just the motions of it and the getting the likes. And I feel like people need it to be relevant and people feel like they need it to like exist. You know, like if they're off of social media, oh no, uh, everybody doesn't know what I'm doing. Right. And I get that. I understand that. I can relate to that. Um, people like attention and social media gives you that and it gives you sort of like reinforcement with the likes and I don't know. I haven't seen that movie, but I, I imagine social media is extremely unhealthy for you, dude. I highly recommend watching it because I mean, they have like actor portrayals, like giving you a visual visualization of what it's like to be on the other side of the screen. Right. Yeah. And how it affects you. And that type of like style of, uh, you know, having things recreated is just a very impactful way of getting the message across. Right. And then you hearing all these people talking about, I knew this going in, I, you know, I tried to warn people or I, I warned them once I realized like what's happening, you know, you have people from Google, people that created the Facebook like button, you know, people that work for Snapchat, like it, a bunch of different people on there talking about, you know, uh, just how harmful it, it is, you know, and the pros and cons of social media. I highly recommend you. Yeah, I'll check it out. Let's move on to another topic here. Uh, 1023, October 23rd, you guys have a live stream. This is kind of why you and I wanted to talk. You have a new endeavor. You know, you're, you're working on something new. House of Music SD, correct? 
Yes, it's House of Music SD. Um, the whole concept was created by two of the guys from my band, uh, Authentic Sellout, Christian Borgia and Rice Enright. And they have a side project uh, called Unity, which is a 311 tribute. And the guitar player from that band uh, had some money and space in his house to invest into turning the live stream concept and into like a virtual venue. Cool. Uh, they came up with this whole idea. Yeah, we talked about touch and bass with Christian, your guitar player, and he can talk a little bit more in detail about this uh, idea that you guys have. But yeah, a new virtual venue, not a bad idea, man. Let's hit up Christian. I'm here. Christian, what up, brother? Welcome to Palapalooza. Right on. We kind of just started talking about House of Music SD, so... Why don't you and Sulo explain what you guys have going on there? Yeah, totally. You know, I mean, we've been with, with the pandemic and everything, and we, all musicians, we're kind of like at a standstill of what do we do next, you know? Um, and our bass player, Rice, actually, you know, started diving into, you know, streaming and everything. Um, you know, one of his big things is, is he's a teacher as well, so... He had to be able to start transferring and starting to change and adapt and figuring out how he's going to make a living and pay his bills and take care of himself and all that. So then he kind of brought up, you know, hey, why don't we, you know, why don't we try to do a live stream thing? He plays in a, another band called The Fooks, and they had it started. They did, like, one, and it was quite challenging, you know, trying to be able to figure out the logistics and technicalities of doing a live stream, first off, making the audio sound good, right. as well as getting the video to sound good and trying to limit any you know, technicalities as well as glitches and all that. So um, we kind of started brainstorming. Um, and me and our bass player, Ryan, playing a, a few 11 tribute band as well called Unity. And uh, the top player, um, he kind of transformed one of his rooms into like a music room for us to be able to rehearse that since, you know, most of the, we didn't really, some of the people in the band didn't really feel quite comfortable going to rehearsal studios. Some of them were closed. So, sure. you know, we were continuing to move forward and we started that and we slowly started integrating in the process of, you know, trying to be able to set up a live stream. Um, so, you know, the last, what is it now? Nine, almost 10 months, you know, we've been working, you know, day in, day out, trying to figure out all the technicalities to be able to, you know, get a good multi-camera, you know, stream with the best audio quality um, that is on the market now. I mean, you know, our whole idea was to basically take, uh, you know, be able to do what the, they do on the Grammys and stuff or iHeartRadio festivals through the TV, but bring it through your computer and be able to achieve that same, you know, um, quality of, of, a, of a show or concert, you know, live. Sure. Um, so, you know, we've uh, we put a lot of hard work into it and um, we finally uh, have, were successful at doing it. So now we've kind of turned the house of music SD into, you know, a, a, a virtual venue. Um, and, uh, we're excited to, you know, have that happen. Uh, we're seeing a lot of other people are finally figuring things out, um, you know, and which is awesome, you know, for the, the music community scene and just musicians in a whole. Um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, we've just been working really hard and we're excited. Um, we're going to be having an authentic sellout on, um, doing a live stream show here on October 23rd and we've got a lot of other exciting stuff that's going to come along with the live stream um, and yeah with that if anyone wants to tune in they can find the link to watch our live stream on any of our accounts here um, 
on Sunday, we'll be putting those links up and stuff and we'll be promoting it. So people will be able to know how to find and tune in and, uh, see what's, what's we've been doing for, you know, since February. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I know Facebook just stopped streams, right? I'm not a hundred percent sure on all the technicalities of what they got going on, but I have heard, I just haven't looked into exactly what, is you know the the final details on what what they're doing with that, but uh, but yeah, because before uh, during our test, we were able to stream through Facebook uh, live as well as hold a link up to the actual we go through like Twitch or something like that, and then that link is on everything. So if you're on Instagram, if you're on anything, you just click on the link, and then it brings you into that live stream thing. So, but uh, but yeah, awesome, dude. Yeah, from what I understand, Facebook's gonna stop live streaming. Uh, music. So it's some sort of copyright infringement thing that they've had issues with. So October 1st, uh, I could look this up on Google, but from what I understand, Facebook will stop live streams as of October 1st. So yeah, Twitch, YouTube will all be your platforms for sure. Interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to dive in deeper in that as well. So um, I know. I mean, it's such horrible timing. The demand for live streams is so high right now. And and when I heard that Facebook was doing that, I was like, God, what fucking assholes, you know, for the most part. Seriously. I mean, good luck to them for trying to be able to control that. I mean, it, it, it's you know, I mean, what's going to stop someone on just getting on and starting to play something you know what i mean i, I don't I, it's going to be interesting to see how they can they control that and implement no music streaming but you know right have you ever tried to post a face a video on facebook and it has copywritten music oh yeah and you'll get like a, a warning from facebook i imagine it's going to be like that we've got yeah. clouds for, for posting our videos using our own music before <laughs> yeah what the hell really that's kind of fucked uh when the, when they got back to me they're like well i Whoever you publish it is the one protecting you. So I understand you are the author of the music, but they're doing it for your own good. I was like, well, <laughs> I can't even use my own music to make a video. <laughs> what the hell is that? So weird. So weird. Will you guys be live streaming this? We, my band just recently did a live stream from my backyard and we recorded it the week before and then we edited it and we mixed it. We had an art guy mix it and then we released it the week after. Are you guys doing these live or are you going to pre-record them? Oh yeah, everything's live. Um, multiple camera angles up to six. Everything's direct input. Um, DI into uh, the computer where it's mixed and mastered down. We have a full electronic drum set. There's no amps. There's nothing. Everything is uh, straight to the, the computer. And then we have some uh, monitors for each, you know, musician kind of at their designated area where they're, you know, they're going to be performing. Um, but we also have the full setup of being able to do in-ear monitors as well for anyone that if that's what they rather do that way. Um, but yeah, so everything's live. Again, we got a, a camera guy that goes through and transitions all the different channels and then everything's mixed um, and mastered out uh, so that we can you know really produce everything straight live and give the best quality that they that the world has to be able to offer to to you know normal people and whatnot but uh, but yeah right very cool i look forward to it man 10 23 october 23rd what day of the week is that friday saturday it's a friday yeah the weekend or the friday before halloween weekend yeah there you go what time evening it's gonna be um probably around 7 cool. p.m that we'll we'll get everything going um for the live stream but yeah um the exciting thing is, uh, I don't know if you were 
touched on it yet, but we are in the process of creating a new music video. Um, kind of a little bit like the radiate video. I'm not sure if you've had a chance to see that one, but we will be releasing that music video that night, uh, during our live stream set. So we're pretty excited about that. Awesome, man. Yeah. I really look forward to that. Radiate. Is that the Mad Max style video? Yeah. Yeah. That's that one. That's pretty well done. Yeah. Do you want to tease that video? Where'd you guys shoot that? Oh yeah. So we're, you know, we're shooting it. We're using, you know, um, Outdoor places here in San Diego. We'll also be doing some of the uh, live stuff in the studio um, at House of Music for, you know, live clips and everything like that. But uh, what I'll say is it's going to be Halloween themed and it's going to be a little creepy. It's going to be a little spooky. It's going to be full punk rock. And, um, and we're going to have a good message for everyone to, uh, to be safe, be positive, and, you know, have a fun and, and a good life and everything like that. I love it, man. I look forward to that. Halloween's my favorite. I'm afraid Halloween's going to be all fucked up this year. What do you think? <laughs> Luckily, like I live out in East County in Santee, and uh, I'm sure you know of uh, Starlight Circle. I've heard of that. So of all the people around there have said they're they're on. So, you know, everyone, you know, I mean, everyone's going to have a mask on on Halloween, you know what I mean? So it's like they've they've put out to the community, look, if you don't want to participate, don't put any decorations up, turn your lights off and stay in your house. If you want to live life and enjoy Halloween, then come on out. You know what I mean? I heard they're they're trying to ban Halloween or trick-or-treating in L.A. I read an article about that last week. Yeah, I heard about that. Sure. I, I understand. I understand both sides. I, I try to stay kind of neutral. But I think my, personally, it's like, dude, Halloween is when you wear masks. Like, why can't we do this? <laughs> uh, I, yeah, as far as like all the special effects makeup and stuff like that, that that'll have to change. You know what I mean? Because we have to wear masks if we're going to be around people and properly social distance each other. But uh, I, I'm in agreement with you like i love halloween it's october is my favorite month of the year hands down yeah well cool a halloween themed stream it sounds like on october 23rd tune in house of music sd i assume it's going to stream from authentic sellout as well right your social media yeah they'll be they'll be able to click on the link and uh be able to uh, you know find that link and watch us from any device their phone tablet their tv um, whatever they want. So it'll be super easy and accessible. You can find it on any of our platforms. Um, and, uh, and yeah, we'd like to, you know, do some uh, pre-Halloween fun, you know, the, the Friday before and whatnot, and, uh, you know, get everyone's spirits up. And, uh, yeah, just have some fun. I personally really look forward to it, man. And great job at adapting to all these crazy times with these live, you know, this virtual venue idea that you have going on. It's a great idea. It's unfortunate that we have to uh, succumb to this. I suppose the word uh, is the appropriate word, but, you know, it's it's crazy times. So good job on, on stepping up and adapting. Thanks, man. You know, it's all we can do. And it's like, you know, I'm not, we're, I, I wanted to be able to do something, you know, for, for all musicians and stuff and to be able to just like, you know, give some direction, give some hope to like show people like, look, if you guys can do it and figure out, then like I can too, you know, I mean, that's, that's my, like my whole job, I'm a fitness coach and all that kind of stuff. So like my whole thing is just like, you know, being able to motivate people, keeping people positive and being able to show people that and everything, there's an opportunity to be able to move forward. You just got to get your mindset right and do some thinking, maybe talk to some people 
but, you know, we can all get through this and, and come out, you know, good, strong, and, and continue to move forward. So well, That's what I love about you, Christian. You know, like well, one thing I, I just wanted to touch on that a little bit on was the fact that Christian and I share the same values on so many different things. And it's exact. I feel the same way, exactly what you just said. You want to be able to give people a place to perform and entertain. And that's how I've always felt from going from being a concert promoter to opening up my studio uh, with Authentic Sellout. And, and especially, I'm, I'm really excited about House of Music SP. And you know, I'm, I'm stoked to be involved with you guys at the same time. I'm excited as well, man. How do bands book with you? They reach out to you, Sulo? You're doing the booking? Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? It, either they can reach out to Sulo, myself, or they can send a message to uh, House of Music SD. Um, but yeah, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty much how it, uh, how it is right now. We're, uh, we're totally booked out for the month of October and a couple dates in November. So we're just awesome. trying to book out the rest of the year with bands that, you know, want to, want to do something. Um, so, and, and we're open to anything, you know, tribute, covers, original, whatever you want to do, like as long as, you got some people that want to tune in and listen and you want to come jam and have some fun and like, you know, play some music, then let's go, you know? <laughs> I love it. So it sounds like a monthly thing, right? Every Friday? Um, yes, yes. Every Friday. I'm sorry, weekly. We, we pretty much got planned out starting here in October. So Awesome. A- any final thoughts? What's what's one word to summarize 2020, Christian? Oh, man. Let's see. Adapting. There you go. Yeah. You seem like a pretty optimistic guy. I, I see your fitness videos with Sulo. You're you're whipping his ass into gear. I love it. You know, I gotta keep my singer at the best he can to make all those screams and run around and not let me push him off the stage. So you know, I gotta <laughs> I gotta right. keep him keep him at his best and that's you know, that's my job. So I, yeah, he's doing it. He's doing a great job too. I, I gotta I gotta tell you, like Christian has been he's had my back a hundred percent. Uh We've been through so much shit together in the six years I've known him and he's been an authentic sellout and he's become like a little brother to me, man. And it reminds me so much of my, myself when I was his age and younger, you know what I mean? And, uh, I just, I, I love the dude and, and, you know, I, I can't thank him enough for, for keeping me sane <laughs> throughout losing my studio, this pandemic and everything. And I'm excited for the future, and and I love the fact that he is very optimistic, like me. And you know, we, we can't lose hope. Right. Uh, every day is a new day, and we just got to take it step by step. Absolutely, man. I recall your uh, last show that I saw you, anyways, at Winston's uh, with Lost Dakota and uh, Fuzz Huzzy. And uh, you guys were great, man. You're, you know, you're an entertaining live show. Sulo was down on the floor, and you guys have really good uh, energy and chemistry. You know, while we're adapting this year, I, I really do miss live shows and, and miss the normal scene. But props to guys like you that that are stepping up and adapting. We'll have to have you on House of Music SD then. I'll talk with the guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and get you an authentic sellout face mask. There you, go. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> the year of the face mask. Yeah, we got a whole bunch of new stuff that we're going to be popping out with. It's going to be uh, pretty cool. We got, a, we got a lot of really good stuff. I don't know if you mentioned, you know, finally getting a new drummer. I feel like that's one of the biggest things yeah. that was kind of, you know, a roadblock for us. Is just when we've been through more drummers than I can count on my hands. And it's like, you know, you try to get comfortable with one drummer and then they're gone. And it's like... 
okay, here we go again. Right. You know, I mean, granted, we've had amazing drummers, but it's just, you know, it's like trying to settle down with a chick and they keep leaving you. <laughs> talk, you know? It really is, dude. Oh, a band is like a relationship in a lot of ways. And yeah, having, yeah. <laughs> having member issues can certainly be a, a speed bump. Yeah. But loving Gavin uh, and the band and the group, it definitely brought in some different, some more motivation. He's a life coach as well. Um, so, like, to be able to just kind of be on the same wavelength of positivity, you know, adapting and thinking outside the box and how to move forward, um, we've got a lot of really exciting things to, to finish out this year and bring in 2020 in with uh, no excuses and just give it all we got. So, there you go. Super excited for sure. And we're getting more organized. We're, we're doing Zoom meetings once a week now. We've never had band meetings like this before, and I've been doing this band for 14 years. You know what I mean? It's crazy. But I love it. We're coming together stronger than ever right now. That's that's how I feel. And and I'm giving passing down the reins to Christian to, to give him more like a leadership role right now than ever because, uh, Christian, you're just so empowering, man. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I don't know how else to really put it into words, but uh, I'm just bringing Gavin in has brought a new fire in our hearts that cool, I don't think I've ever felt in the entire time I've done this band. It's really crazy to say that because it's a little premature since he just joined, but just we've never had a drummer that's on the same wavelength as us, you know, and just so motivating. Like, let's do this. Let's do this. And, He's a little more seasoned than the rest of us. He's got, you know, way more touring experience. And, you know, he's done European tours and toured all over the world and played in bands in other cities and whatnot. But uh uh I mean we were we were losing traction and I was trying to keep Christian and the rest of the guys on board and let's do this, let's do this. But you know, until Gavin came into the picture, it, you know, I was getting a little concerned that is this going to be the demise of authentic sellout? <laughs> but I've, I, I never throw in the towel, man. I've, I've, I've gone down this road a million times, you know, where I have to, you know, revitalize the band, restructure the band. And right now, like, I think everybody that's in this band is the perfect, you know, ensemble of musicians and creative minds to really, you know, get the vision and, and get the message that we're trying to project out there into the world and make a difference. Well said, man. I'm, st I'm very stoked for you guys. I'm, I'm stoked that you're so fired up and it's great that everything is happening for you guys with Gavin and with the strengthening of authentic sellout this year, because it's hit so many bands so hard, you know, most, I would say the majority of bands are not even active, you know? So Props to you guys. Well, thanks, man. Really appreciate it. And uh, again, thanks for having us on, man. It was great to talk and everything like that. And uh, yeah. Sure. Sulo and Christian, Authentic Sellouts. Uh, follow House of Music SD October 23rd. They'll be streaming their, their first stream, right? From the new virtual venue. Yep, that's right. I will see you there, dude. Thanks a lot for your time, guys. All the best to you. Well, man. Thank you. Sulo and Christian, Authentic Sellout. Thank you guys again for your time. Follow their new virtual stream venue, House of Music SD, on Instagram. And check out their website, houseofmusicsd.live. Later, guys. See you next week. I still burn Who's the blame? Straight metal to pay away. The dust is coming and the skies are gray.
to exterminate the freaks Party celebrations, feeding the weak Closing all blinds, eggs, drinking your sink Glowing like the sun, feeling tired and faint With these illuminating their passages wave Buy an umbrella, cause it's gonna rain It gave me a big mac, it's all like a Palapalooza Palapalooza I'm Palapalooza Hey! 